1: Nothing saves us but Jesus. Only faith in Jesus. There's so many things we construct to point to and say, that's why I'm so good. That's what makes me better than these other people. Instead of the gospel, which is, I deserve the condemnation. I deserve the guilty sentence, but Jesus took it for me. That's the gospel, that I deserved the judgment for my sin, but Jesus paid for it.
0: No one will ever be good enough to save themselves from sin it can be easy to get into a pattern and forget that Jesus is even there. Today, Pastor David is going to encourage you to remember why Jesus died. It was for your sin, so that you don't have to carry the weight of your own sin, but you can give it to Jesus. Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor David in the book of Acts, chapter 15, as he continues his message, Faith and Love.
2: love
1: I had a friend in college whose parents were more concerned with with his church attendance than they were with his heart. And it was so sad to see because it drove him away from Jesus. Actually, his his family they said that they wouldn't pay for him to be at college or anything unless he was every single week attending like a local Bible study in the, one of the on-campus Bible studies and the church, right? And they were fixated on on that, and it drove him away because of the fact that the, the it wasn't it was separate from really trusting in Jesus. I would argue. Where are you prone to do that? Where are we prone to make up rules for people to jump through and say, it's not enough that you trust in Jesus. It's not enough to believe in him and really look to him. You got to add these other things. And why do we do that? Galatians chapter six, verse 12, says that as many as desire to make a good showing in the flesh, a good outward picture for other people to look at, These would compel you to be circumcised. Paul was writing still about the same issue. He says, and the reason they do that is only that they may not suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. Because even those who are circumcised keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh, that they got you converted to their way of thinking. Not that you were saved, but that you agree with them or look like them. God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world, because in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. The problem wasn't the tradition's in other places, we see the the disciples often actually kept a lot of the feasts. They continued to celebrate these things that were part of their culture, that were gifts that God had given to remind the nation of Israel about his character. They kept a lot of them. Many, you know, Paul would eat with, he'd, he'd keep kosher when he was hanging out with the Jews because it would prevent any misunderstanding and keep them from, from having issues. But The problem here was not, it wasn't the circumcision or the uncircumcision. The problem was that these Pharisees were looking to those things as what saves. And really, he tells us a big part of that was that they were more concerned with people's opinion, with human righteousness, with people thinking that they fought for the right things, that they jumped through the right hoops, Right, that they voted for the right person, that they did, right? Like they, they were jumping through the right hoops to, for the cultural acceptance, for the social acceptance, not to please God, but really to please man. He says they do it to make a good showing in the flesh. And so the first thing I want to just remind us of, very familiar, but there is no, nothing saves us but Jesus. Only faith in Jesus. There's so many things we construct to point to and say, that's why I'm so good. That's what makes me better than these other people. Instead of the gospel, which is I deserve the condemnation. I deserve the guilty sentence, but Jesus took it for me. That's the gospel, that I deserved the judgment for my sin, but Jesus paid for it. Rather than I'm good enough and that's why he saved me. It's not that I've earned it, but that he's earned it and given it to me and I receive it by faith. I thank him for it. If you're here today and you know there's stuff in your life that is making you not right with God, that there's, there's issues, there's, there's areas of immorality or indulgence, or that right now God's been convicting you and you're like, oh man, I've been legalist. You know, I've been, I've been making laws for people. I've been putting roadblocks in the way. That was me more. I was leaned more toward the legalism side of things. Forgiveness is the same. It's still, he paid for it. Whether you've been stuck in legalism or stuck in indulgence, the forgiveness is in Jesus. The solution is just really look to him. Thank him for the gift that he already purchased, for the salvation that he already purchased, and he'll set you free. He promises both to pay the penalty and also to set you free. He says if you confess it to him, if you acknowledge I've been messed up and I need your help, he'll help you he'll wash it off of you. And he does that not just so that we're free to like loaf around, but free to walk in the good work that he set for us in purpose, to walk in the mission and in the, the valuable full life that he has for us. So look with me at verse 13. We'll see some more what that means. After they had become silent, James answered saying, men and brethren, listen to me. Simon has declared how God at the first visited the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. And with this, the words of the prophets agree. Just as it's written after this, I will return and I will rebuild the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. I will rebuild its ruins and I will set it up so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. Right? God had already said he was going to do this. Even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord who does all these things. Known to God from eternity are all his works. Therefore, James says, I judge, we should not trouble those from among the Gentiles who are turning to God, but that we write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from things strangled and from blood. For Moses has had throughout many generations those who preach him in every city, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath. Then it pleased the apostles and the elders with the whole church to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, who is also named Barsabbas, and Silas, leading men among the brethren, and they wrote this letter by them. The apostles, the elders and the brethren, to the brethren who are of the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia, greetings. Since we have heard that some who went out from us have troubled you with words, Unsettling your soul, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law. To whom we gave no such commandment, it seemed good to us being assembled with one accord to send chosen men to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We therefore have sent Judas and Silas as well who will also report the same things by word of mouth. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit And to us, to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things, that you abstain from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. There's, I think, two really interesting lessons for us to pull out from from the way that they handled this. And the first thing is that following Jesus involves grappling with the truth. It involves this, this wrestling things through. A lot of times I think we're tempted to believe or we just sort of unintentionally buy into this thing of, you know, I've trusted in Jesus now, I've received the Holy Spirit, so I should just kinda get it, it should just work. Sometimes, I th- you know, Sometimes I think we're upset when questions come that we're not sure the answer to, and it's a good thing actually right so there's a it's it's a good reminder that god is bigger than us when we come up to these places where god is bigger than us where we don't get what god's doing we're we're struggling to understand
0: As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners, too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? Thanks for praying. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m., and at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study. We also offer Spanish translation at our services, and you can find out more on our website. If you're not able to join us in person, we still would love to have you be part of our church family online. You'll find out more and be able to connect at mainthingradio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. That's all we have time for today. Thank you for being part of this study in God's Word. Tune in next time for another look at the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio.